plunge to hell in a t-shirt cannon. It's oops, all necromancers. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the table, everyone. I am your DM, Oz the Great and Powerful, and with me at the table are Bug. Hi, I'm Bug. I play Finnegan, or Finny for short, a satyr druid who is uh, just a little urchin guy. C. Howdy, I am C, and I'm playing Madame L, the half-elf bard and purveyor of secrets from beyond the veil. And finally, Bree. Hi, I'm Bree. I'll be playing Sorindal, Hobgoblin Wizard, regular guy with regular guy magic. Fantastic. So, we discussed in episode zero your characters and a bit of your backstory, and of course the uh, backstory of the world. So, uh, let's go ahead and get this started, shall we? Yeah. Yay. Cool. We shall. We begin at a bird's eye view, quite literally in this case. A fleshy vulture soars over the sprawling city-state of Helvetir, a rolled scroll of vellum held in its beak. It spirals above the markets of Mammon, a vast web of streets that roar with the sound of bustling crowds and vendors trying to hawk their wares, before descending to the top window of a grand cathedral to greed, the Dark Lord of Mammon's offices. The vulture taps at the window, leaves its scroll on the sill, and melts into a pile of blood and mud, sloughing down the side of the building. An elf in an impeccable tailcoat retrieves the scroll from the sill, grimaces and wipes the blood from his lacquered nails on a nearby rag, before calling out, Enter! So, Soren, do you enter the office? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ex- uh, pardon, uh, I was summoned, sir? Sit down. I sit. And he turns from the window, and you know that this is the Dark Lord of Mammon, Torden. Torden uh, Von Astor. He turns from the window and approaches, scroll in hand, and sits down at his uh, throne of an office chair and goes, I know what you are, and you know what you are, and unless you want that information to get out, you're going to sign this contract. And he breaks the seal on the scroll and rolls it out in front of you. And you don't happen to read Infernal, do you? No. No. And goes, just sign here and uh, we'll get the ball rolling on your new job. Mr. Vonastor, I, 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 there must be. <coughs> Dark Lord so- Vonastor. Dark Lord. Of course, Dark Lord Vonastor, there must be. Some kind of misunderstanding. Um, I'm... I'm nobody. Nobody. You come here a decade ago from Nethraxil, and you're nobody? We both know what you are. Hey, give me an insight check real quick. Uh, that's gonna be a red hot four! (laughs) (laughs) 
He knows what you are. Oh, no. Not sure what that refers to, but he definitely knows, and he definitely has the info on you. Oh, God. Where do I sign? And he points right at the bottom, or, yeah, points and says, initial here, and here, and here, and then right at the bottom, go ahead and sign that one in blood for me. I... Like, I guess, like, I look around for something sharp, like, uh, is there a tool for this I'm supposed to oh, be using? Oh, where are my manners? And he pulls out a, uh, razor-edged quill. Oh, my God. <laughs> my, my apologies, Dark Lord. Um, just momentarily, give me a second here. Um, and I guess I, you know, uh, I guess prick my finger and sign. Fantastic. Now the contract is signed and you are legally bound to me. Uh, here's what I want you to do. There's a new up-and-comer in town. A certain Madame L. Maybe you've heard of her. She's going about some sort of spiritualist something. What matters is I don't like mediums. I don't like spiritualists. Their magic is wrong. Of course, Dark Lord. And I want you to find out what she's up to and who she really is. You can find her at the Green Fairy and the Courts of Opulence. She's there all the time, apparently. You're a hearty-looking feller. Maybe try and sell yourself as a bodyguard? I don't know. Are you certain there's no one better for this type of job? Better, surely. Cheaper, no. Because you're doing this for free. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> right then. I'm a busy man. Get out of my office. Now. Oh, I'm gone. <laughs> as soon as he said get get says gets out of my office, I'm fucking gone. Uh before you can get completely out the door, his secretary stops you and hands you an address to the Green Fairy and also slides over a what would they have for a carriage? A chit, maybe? For like a, a waiting carriage or something. We'll go with that. So you are sent on your way. And uh, you're... As soon as I get outside, I puke. Oh my god. <laughs> this is so bad. The window washer directly to your left goes... <sighs> it's a living. Just give me a moment and I'll take care of it myself. I'm going to make that carriage wait while I clean this up. Because damn, that's so rude. The driver, uh, who's a Lemure, just sort of looks down at you. A Lemure being a mm-hmm. grayish ooze devil type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just sort of looks down at you. And then also sighs and just sort of rolls off of the driver's seat and rolls over the puke, and it is gone. Thank you uh, very much, uh, sir. Mm, something strange for breakfast. Get in. Mm, I get in. So your carriage rolls away from the offices of the Dark Lord of Mammon, makes its way further out in the markets. Um, The Courts of Opulence, as you know, uh, is the noble sort of entertainment district in the markets, where it's it's your higher-end taverns, theaters, uh, opera houses, that sort of deal. Mm -hmm. And sitting right on the edge between the Courts of Opulence and... uh, well, the rest of the markets of Mammon, you know, mm-hmm. is the Green Fairy. 
just has a very simple tavern sign of a uh, green fairy sitting in a martini glass. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you step through the door, and it's sort of a smoky bar lit with these like greenish lamps. And you see about what you'd expect. There are a few nobles that maybe look like they've hit harder times. Their clothing's a little bit shabbier. Well, I'm covered in puke, I guess, because I didn't get a chance <laughs> yeah, to go home and there's change. There's a little bit sick on your on your tailcoat. Oh no. Um. I don't have a tailcoat. Come on now. Oh, I'm sorry. Please go ahead and describe yourself. I mean, Sorin's also not really a hardy guy, so I'm 100% not super sure what Vanistor's about. But <laughs> he's got me dead to right, so I guess I just kind of agree with anything. Well, you did sign the contract that you did not read, so, you know. I can't read it, right? This is true. You can't read Infernal. It's Helveteer, baby! (laughs) (laughs) I have no choice! But yeah, so Soren is, uh, we talked about a little bit on episode zero, playing a hobgoblin, but the hot kind, from 5th Ed, because why not? I mean, like, shoulder-length black hair, you know, little small little tuskies. He's got a pair of uh, reading glasses on a chain around his neck. Long sleeves, gloves, neck scarf. Everything's, like, very clean, sans the recent sick, (laughs) but is probably, like, probably about a decade out of fashion and has been much repaired, so not super fancy, but... At least I don't usually smell too bad. You see uh, behind the bar is a half-orc woman who's just sort of keeping an eye on the bar as a whole, polishing a mug, and uh, mounted behind the bar is definitely some sort of weapon. Okay. Uh, Looks like a blunderbuss, which you have seen before, but has a big tank attached to it. Okay. You've got your down-on-the-luck nobles, some general ruffians about, you know, your working class who looks a little rough around the edges, who maybe have a bit more wealth than their their fellows. And then in a corner booth, you see, well, see, go ahead and describe Madam L for us. <laughs> well, f- first I was going to ask, what's the, like, the ambiance like in this tavern? Uh, I think that it's fairly chill, like I said, kind of smoky. There's definitely, like, a card game going on in another corner that seems to be getting kind of heated, but it's midday, so it's just sort of, you know, lounging yeah. time. So I think Madam L is, like you said, kind of in a corner booth. You would see this figure with with this large hat on with feathers sticking out and a veil coming down across it and her cloak kind of drapes down over her and she has kind of like a a ruffly skirt that goes a little bit past her knees. And she is probably at this point in time sitting across from just kind of a, a nondescript person with her hands like on the person's hands and she's speaking very, very deliberately and seriously with this person and she kind of pats their hands and they they kind of get up and and they look relieved and they they kind of like walk away and across the bar and out yeah helping presumably a well now previous patron Mm -hmm. so you you see that going (laughs) on in the corner okay i approach the bartender um Mm -hmm. uh pardon me madam um may i inquire as to the location of the nearest restroom. As you can see, there has been um, a bit of an incident that I need to attend to. She sort of uh, looks you up and down and goes, 
Yeah, sure. They're, uh, they're out back. Go get yourself cleaned up. Much appreciated, thank you. Need a drink when you come back? Uh, water will be fine, thank you. Coming right up. Then, I guess, yeah. Can I pass Madame L on the way to the restrooms? Yeah, they're kind of at the back of the establishment. It's set up so you enter and it is like the main tavern room or what have you. And then on the right-hand side, there is a staircase at the end of the bar, like against the back wall, Mm -hmm. that leads up to the second floor, presumably where there would be rooms like most taverns have uh, within this area. Mm -hmm. And then on the left-hand side is a short hallway, and there's two doors on the left, one door on the right, and then a door that seems to head outside. You figure out from the sounds on the right-hand side, that's probably sort of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Based on, you know, you can hear a pot bubbling and small fire going and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then on the left, you assume that those are restrooms. One of them, the door is ajar, and you can see, you know, your your toilets and your sinks. The mm-hmm. other seems to be occupied. Okay. I, I guess then I go in a stall and fucking freak out for a little while. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Just very quietly, like, fuck, 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 shit. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> you Just a, uh, You all right there, buddy? Uh, I'm I'm fine. Thank you. I I just having Sure you need any uh, toilet paper or anything? <laughs> I, I appreciate the sentiment, sir. I am I got this new Grand Bazaar catalog. <laughs> sure, uh Fresh leaves. Um sure. Thank thanks. Thank you very much. All uh, right, hold on. And you oh, hear okay. some ripping sounds, <laughs> and then a book is passed under the stall door to you. Great, fine material, good paper. Mm, thank you. Ain't no problem. We all been there, right? D- mm, do you want this back? Nah, nah, I'm, I think I'm done with it. And you hear a, a flush, and then the store door. Store door. Stool. <laughs> Stall door. There we go. <laughs> hook Open hand. Up. Hook hand, man, hook door, car hand. <laughs> I think as soon as uh, he leaves the bathroom, I probably like, because I'm wearing like a little bit, I'm wearing like a little waistcoat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Probably realistically what I do is I take one of my gloves off and shove it in my mouth and just fucking scream. <laughs> 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 like, hold on. <laughs> Great Foley work. So, mm-hmm. that's what I'm up to. <laughs> okay, then I guess he'll, like, when after he's um, had, you know, bad bathroom freakout time, mm-hmm. we've all had one of them, he probably looks out the window really quick, like, mm-hmm. considering whether or not he could just fucking leave. Yeah, yeah it's a kind of shadowed alleyway. Uh, you reckon it'd be a squeeze, but you could probably get out of it. Hmm... Uh, you know what? What's your base perception? Uh, my base perception? Or, sorry, uh, passive perception. Uh, 16, right? Okay. Yeah. Hey, Finny, give me a stealth check oh, real Jesus. quick. Okay, hold on. Rolled a 19, plus 4. Jesus Christ. 23. Okay. I'm a stealthy little guy. So, Soren, you hear what sounds like two kids talking. Mm-hmm. And one of them goes, no, not that one. Not that one. We'll wait. And another goes, hey, shut up. Keep it quiet. I don't want them known. 
and just sort of snatches of conversation like that, just sort of mumbling. Oh. But whenever you look out the window, if you stick your head out Mm -hmm. and look down, you see a small frog child, a small dragonborn child, and that's it. And piles of trash and trash cans and what have you. Um, I, I guess I'm like, uh, oh, um, hello, uh, children, um, how are, how are you? Hey, what, wait, hold on, what are you doing? Don't look out here, look back inside. <laughs> um. <laughs> and that was, uh, the small frog child speaking to you. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, just back to your business, um. Yeah, none of your business. No, it is not just wanted to give you a heads up. This is kids' business. Up. Get out of here. Oh, <laughs> uh, mm, uh, certainly. Uh, good day. Um, and I shut the window. <laughs> He's so timid. Threatened by children. He's so scared right now. <laughs> As you're walking away, you hear, man, what a knob. <laughs> <laughs> then I guess, like, I do try to, like, with, like, my hands are probably shaking, like, pretty uncontrollably. I put my glove mm-hmm. back on and try to, like, clean up any residual nastiness. Um, I don't have prestidigitation because I'm not that kind of wizard. So I guess I'll just do the best I can. Uh, and I guess mm-hmm. step back out. I will go back to the bar, I think. And uh, the bartenders just stand there polishing a different glass, and there is a tall tankard of water for you. Oh, Thank, thank you so much. Uh, this is greatly appreciated. Uh, I have had a day, I tell you. Um, and I just start <laughs> yeah, slipping that water. That's very evident uh, on the house. <laughs> much uh, appreciated. Um, I'm trying to think what to do, because here's the thing. Soren is so fucking awkward. Like, mm-hmm. his whole thing is just being so fucking boring that nobody notices him, and now that that's failed, he is, like, incapable of deception, so... Hey, so good news. You've been distinctly unboring the entire time you've been in the Green Fairy. (laughs) Oh. You rushed in, rushed to the bathroom, (laughs) and then came back out still slightly filthy and chugged a glass of water. You know, normal Helvetier stuff. Yeah, every, I feel like every day in the mm-hmm. Green Fairy, at least one person has some kind of mental breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Today mm-hmm. it was just my turn. It's my day with the mental breakdown. <laughs> it's every day with the mental breakdown. Somebody's in the enough. corner saying, there goes another one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I, I, I tip on my water. Um... Uh, how, how is your day? Uh, you know, not too bad. It's another day in hell that's here, am I right? You are right on that. I, uh, I don't, um, I don't get out much, um, so... Clearly. Mm-hmm, um, so, there's a concept, um, that I have heard of where... Now, please forgive me if this is um, impolite. Where I, let's say, for example, was um, seeking information about a certain individual. And let's say in this scenario that I reached into my coin purse and pulled out some coins and just sort of set them on the table for literally no, no reason, no reason whatsoever. And then sort of looked the other way for a second 
and then looked back and then maybe for some reason the topic of conversation the person that i asked about came up i i mean who are you asking about a kid i'm i'm not is the thing i'm just i'm not asking and then i wink right right no 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 i i get it i've been around the block a few times as it were it it really depends on who's asking and who they're asking about um in theory, it would be me asking. Well, I don't know anything about you, so... My name is Soren. Um, I'm an accountant. Great to meet you, Matilda. Very, very pleased to meet you, Matilda. This is a fine establishment. Well, thank you for saying so. Nice to meet you, Soren. Um, I'm an accountant. Um, and I was inquiring if I was inquiring, which I wasn't, mm-hmm. would be um, the very, very finely dressed uh, young woman in the corner booth. Oh, Elle. Yeah, that's Madame Elle. What about her? Um, Great kid. Uh, I swallow. I like dry swallow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. he was hoping they would be bad or shady. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, here. And just goes ahead and Pulls another glass of water for you. Thank you very much. Dry today. Um, Is it? Who knows anymore? Um, <laughs> He's so anxious. I have anxiety now. Sweating profusely. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm it's just sorry. that fucking meme where it's just water pouring out of your face. <laughs> the plan. Okay, the plan was not to play him this anxious, but like I didn't know Oz was gonna fucking blast me with this the first no, it's episode. Good. What a soggy boy you're playing. I love him. <laughs> Like, he's normally not, like, this out of fucking control, but he is so fucked up right now. So, uh, Madam, Madam L, uh, I guess I'm just asking, um, what does, uh, what does she do? Oh, you know, spiritualists, the whole medium thing, talking to the dead. Kids are crazy about these days, I don't really get it, but. Does it work? I, I've never seen a seance before, but she seems on the up and up with me. May I also ask, um, what does Madame L like to drink? See, what does Madame L like to drink? Uh, let's call it a cordial. She likes that. That sounds very fancy and very, very right. prim and proper. Does she have a? I guess this is a C question. Does she have a favorite flavor? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to decide, and it's blasberry. Blasberry? <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like raspberries, but blasphemous. Only grow around Helvetir. Okay. Um, may I um, purchase a uh, drink for Madame L? Can I? Is that something that I can do? Sure. May I also? Um, may I send a uh, a note? To uh, uh, accompany it? Listen, you could probably just bring the drink and go have a seat. I <gasps> oh, mean... I don't know about that one. Um, she is clearly uh, very far above my station. I don't think that would be appropriate. Well, we're all the same station here in the Green Fairy. Oh, um, I've heard that one before, and trust me. And Matilda clears her throat and then points at the... Uh, flamethrower that is mounted <laughs> on the wall behind her and goes, we're all the same station here. Trust me. Point uh, taken. 
Okay, well then, uh, for her time, I put like I put like a whole gold piece on the on the bar. Like, thank you. Ain't no problem, kiddo. Uh, good luck with life, I guess. Uh, mm. Anything, uh, I'll be here. Well, thank you. I guess then I write a, a little note of like, Madam L, please pardon the intrusion. I have heard word of your cool, spooky shit, and I have purchased you this drink, but do not presume to sit with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I send, I guess I carry the drink and like this just little handwritten note over to your table. As you do that, somebody else is getting up, and as they walk away, what's your passive perception? 16. 16, yeah. Oh, I got a one. Uh, <laughs> Woo! Uh, as that character's walking away, you see Madam L pick up some gold that they had left at the table and spin it around her fingers and kind of put it in her bag. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, pardon me. Um, uh, I, I'm new here. Uh, and I just, like, put down the drink in front of her and, like, with both hands, like, just very gently, like, scooch it. <laughs> um, and then just sort of, like, again, with both hands, like, put down this little handwritten note um, and just sort of scoot it in front of her and, like, thank you uh, for your time. So you put this note down, and before you and mm-hmm. before you kind of turn around, she she doesn't really break eye contact with you, and says, mm-hmm. "Well, thank you for the cordial. That is just my favorite drink. What can I do you for today, sir? Are you interested in in contacting a dearly departed, or or perhaps you have someone you're looking for that the spirits may may be able to identify?" I didn't think this through. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> that was not in character. That's D and D, baby. Um. Oh gosh, Oz, you're making this so hard because Soren's a nice boy. So like, he really like would just basically want to flat out tell her that she's being tailed. Hey, you could do that. You can do whatever you want. But I nowhere can't... did I say that you can't tell her why you've been sent there. What does Soren look like right now as he fumbles for an answer? Probably for the most part looks like someone who probably was very presentable about 30 minutes ago Mm -hmm. and just isn't at this particular point in time. Like something has happened that has just thrown him into disarray. I think Madam L at this point would say, um, oh my dear, you look like you've, you've seen a ghost. Come sit down. I... I have seen that look before. Have you have you recently lost someone? I'm about to. Oh. <laughs> Vaguely threatening. <laughs> hmm. At this point, let me be above the table and she uh-huh. she sees you as a mark. Um Yeah. Hey, to be fair, most of the people in this bar right now see you as a mark. But I, you're not acting as a, as somebody who she typically would serve. Because <clears throat> uh, I'm about to is kind of abrupt. <laughs> well, whatever do you mean, sir? Oh, um, I, uh, uh, there, there is someone, um, who I do not know 
very well, but we 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 know each other in passing, and and I know that they are a a, a good-natured person, and they are very ill. Their prospects are not good, and would it be possible to um, contact them um, once their time has come? I would like to know that they are at peace. Oh well, darling, that is that is absolutely within my purview. This is something that I that I offer to many patrons of the Green Fairy, just on a daily basis. The spirits are are not so hard to contact if you know where to look or through which methods to pursue. So, uh, Madam L, I don't know you, and I understand that you uh, don't know me. Uh, Soren, by the way, Madam, at your service. Um, the pleasure is mine. Perhaps. Um... This may sound strange, um, and I guess he, I sit down, and I don't mean to be rude by asking, would you say you're, you are a good person? (laughs) (laughs) Deep introspection. Hmm. Soren, very awkward, vaguely (laughs) threatening. No, no, that's not what it's supposed to be. Well, sir, I believe that. That people are people, good or bad. It, it makes no difference. Especially it makes no difference when one has moved on from this life to the next. So to ask me whether or not I'm a good person, I, I do not feel that that is a, a question that I can answer. Very fair. Well, the bartender spoke well of you, and I am familiar with the services that you provide. Um... I'm like talking to myself at this point. This is so bad. This is so bad. This what was that? Madam L, I was probably followed here. Can you act casual? <laughs> and right as you say that, you hear a very loud commotion outside. Oh, shit. We're going to go ahead and jump outside about five minutes back where Finney is standing with three other urchins. There's Gilberta. Mm-hmm. who is the frog child, mm-hmm. also known as a grung, mm-hmm. a skunk, a black dragonborn, and Tunnel Two-Tooth, one Tunnel of the oldest tooth. of the group, a uh, about 14-year-old human boy. Mm-hmm. And Finny, we cut to the point where Tunnel's like, okay, so here's the plan. The next person walk out of that door, they got anything gold or silver or real nice, we're going to run up. Gilberta, Skunk, you're going to distract him. And Finny and I are going to take what we can and get out of there. All right? And Gilberta and Skunk go, yeah, okay. And Skunk goes, man, seems like we're always the distraction and not the snatches. And Tunnel turns to you, Finny, and goes, all right? You got the plan? Uh, yeah, yeah, I I guess. I, I never feel really good about this, but... We have to we have to do it, right? Yeah. They're so rich, we're so poor, and all we need is food for our little bellies. <laughs> oh my fucking God. And Tunnel grins and Hated that. Remember why he is named Tunnel Two Tooth, as he is missing his two front teeth. <laughs> and uh, as if on cue, the window opens above you and a head peeks out and Tunnel goes, Fuck it, hide! And he hides behind a trash bag, and Finny, you dive into a trash can, and 
the face that looks down is, of course, Soren. And Gilberta and Skunk tell him off. And uh, then you guys are waiting, and lo and behold, out the door comes someone who's fairly finely dressed, wearing a, let's say, purple and yellow checked tailcoat and have golden rings on their hands. And Tonalt goes, all right, let's do this. And Gilberta and Skunk are going to run out there and try and keep the attention. Let's do some deception checks for them. And uh, you hear him go, come on, mister, we just need like like a penny, like a copper. Come on, we just need some food. And Skunk goes, yeah, some food. <laughs> and they seem thoroughly distracted. And Talent goes, all right, let's do this. And he's going to charge forward and try and steal this guy's money pouch. And presumably you're going to do the same as well. Give me a slight of hand okay. check. I got an 18. And uh, you see that Tunnel goes and he reaches in one pocket and pulls his hand out and there's nothing. And uh, let's see if that guy notices either of you. So you are able to just slice his pouch or his uh, money pouch off of his belt. But... Tunnel gets a little too greedy and tries to steal the guy's dagger. It's got a nice jewel-encrusted hilt. And the man goes, Unhand me, you rapscallion! <laughs> Gods! And Tunnel goes, Shit, it's the belly boys! Run! <laughs> and immediately scrams out of there, and let's roll initiative. Um, I got an eight. Good, good, good. Ooh, 21. No, 19. <gasps> I was looking at my D20 upside down. Madam L got a 22. All right. Top of the order is going to be Madam L. You hear a commotion outside. Well, I think she would she would look at Soren and say, well, my dear, mm-hmm. casual is my middle name. And she would get up. Um, he looks confused. <laughs> So I think she would walk up past Matilda and say, Maddie, dear, could you keep an eye on the back door for me? And walk up. Is there commotion in the front or the back? Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. it's out front. Yeah. And she, she would walk up into the front and kind of take a look at what is happening, I suppose. So the situation is the uh, noble who had just came to you for comfort and had left right before mm-hmm. was just making his way out the door and it seems like he's been accosted by some urchins one of which you recognize as they have probably helped sweep the bar once or twice mm-hmm. uh, it is Finny okay and there are about four guards running towards the whole situation big heavy cudgels and uh, looks like two of them have plunder buses so oh geez yep let's see do the guards do the guards look like they already know what's happening, or are they rushing to talk with the noble? Uh, they heard a cultured enough voice yelling for guards. Ah. And like I said, this bar is situated basically right on the edges of the uh, courts of opulence, so they care enough. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I suppose in any case, Madame L would know that this is bad for business. <laughs> so I think yes. I think she would move forward uh, and try to diffuse the situation um, kind of with her presence. Have is the, Are the urchins trying to, like, pull this thing away from the man right now, or are they are trying to get so away? One of the uh, urchins, good old Tunnel, got caught essentially red-handed and, like, still has the handle of the dagger in his hand and he's sort of struggling with the noble for that 
Mm-hmm. Um, Gilberta and Skunk have already started running off. So there's a small frog boy or a small frog child and a small dragonborn running in the opposite direction from the way the guards are coming. Okay. And Finny, I would assume, looks kind of confused about what to do, or at least a little panicked. Yes, absolutely. Because uh, things like are going to be bad. In trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think I think Madame L would move forward. The fact that she knows Finny a little bit, she might she might move forward and kind of like nod his way for him to get inside the green fairy. And then she would move up kind of close to the noble and simply mm-hmm. like watch the guards expectantly like she is trying to to make them come hither. Okay. Just sort of trying to promote an aura of being in charge of the situation yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. If you decide to take an action, we can just consider a readied action, and we'll we'll plunk that in somewhere within this initiative before we roll over to the next round. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes us to Soren. Your turn. Commotion going on oh, outside, and your um, well, I won't say Mark because I don't know that Soren's ever had a Mark has put themselves in this situation. But I don't get the impression that she's in any danger, right? Not necessarily. I guess, uh, are there, you said there was a second floor, yeah? Yep. And from outside, mm-hmm. did I see windows on the second floor? Yes, you did. Uh, you at least saw ones on the front of the building. Uh, presumably there would be some in the back as well. Okay. And I imagine with all this hubbub, like, probably nobody's really looking at me. Mm, not particularly. Okay. Then I'm just going to run up to the second floor and just try to get a handle on, like, Assess the situation from up there. Okay. I do want to mention that I had mm-hmm. always imagined Madame L having kind of like a personal chamber at the Green mm-hmm. Fairy. Yeah, one of the rooms is yours. Okay. But you presumably uh, do lock your door when you leave, so. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that would be the noble's turn. He's going to try and get this kid away from him and his dagger. He uh, raises a hand and goes to try and backhand Tonathan across the face. And Tonathan just sort of ducks. And it's all good. Tonathan goes, what'd you do that for? Give me a dagger. (laughs) (laughs) I need this knife, man. And uh, Matilda continues doing her thing. Oh, yeah. What is Matilda doing? Uh, She's at the end of the bar. Uh, and basically is kind mm-hmm. of keeping an eye out. And whenever you were running across the room, you are pretty sure you saw her eyeing the flamethrower that's mounted on the wall. Oh, God. Uh-huh. So, Tonathan is going to try and take that dagger. He got a fucking nat 20, no joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Give this boy a knife. He just rips the dagger, uh, scabbard, and belt just off this dude. The guy's pants fall around his ankles. Oh my god. <laughs> and he sort of back and forth looks and then goes to run down the alley hmm. from whence he came. We'll see how far he gets. Uh, guards are going to approach. They're getting pretty close now and you hear one of them yell, aim fire! And two of them are going to take pot shots at our friends running away. Will I murder my own children today? We'll see. No! Cool. No! 
Um. <laughs> so that's a. F- Oz, it's the first episode you can't kill kids. <laughs> I absolutely can. This is my world. Thank you. Uh, that's a fifteen oh. on a die and a sixteen on a die. Oh no, they're fine. <laughs> We're good. It's blunderbusses. They're more than thirty feet away. It's all good. Blunderbusses don't work that way. It's fine. No, they just sort of fire their rifles into the air. It's all good. Okay, top of the order. L. Wait, it's what you. about? I haven't done. Oh, anything. sorry, Finny. It's yes. Okay. <laughs> what do? Uh, guards have fired their guns into the air. They're still approaching. Uh, Tunnels has went back down the alley, and L seems to have directed you into the tavern. So I'm there alone. Basically, my friends have uh-huh. left me. Great, cool, mm-hmm. very good. I think Finny um, will look at Madame L and be like, "Hi, um, Mad- Madam, uh, th- thanks." And then he tries to run into the Green Fairy. And okay, yeah. I mean, presumably you can get past Madame L, no problem. The noble is, as stated, uh, having problems with his pants, so he doesn't. <laughs> He can't try and grab you or anything. Facilitating some Mm pant-related issues. (laughs) Okay, I think, well, I think she would, as as the the noble was her previous mark, she would probably Mm -hmm. try to help him and say, Oh dear, come now, haven't we all been there? Don't fret, it's just some of the riffraff. We'll get that dagger back. And um, kind of helping him compose himself. Hey man, your dick's out. My bloomers, they can all see my bloomers. Oh, it's a damned travesty, Elle. <laughs> I think Finny is in the doorway, like, kind of laughing a little bit. <laughs> Matilda gives you a real mean glare, and she's just, you know you're going to get a talking to. Oh, no. Yeah, I think Madam L also gives you a glare, and it's, it's kind of like not like nodding you inside. Um, Finny shuts up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would just try to beckon the, the guards to me more rather than okay. like because I, I want them to stop firing so I, I suppose I would say oh good guards come come here we, we've we just run into this problem so many times yeah go ahead and give me a persuasion check yeah that's a nine the guard that seems to be leading the charge just sort of looks at you and then looks at the kids and then looks at you and he goes what's in it for me if I stop <laughs> and the noble goes, what? How far away is, can I still see the child? Uh, tunnel? Yeah. Uh, no, at this point he is broken around the corner, but you know that that alley leads to essentially a network behind mm-hmm. in which there's a main alley that runs behind the buildings. And then there's just sort of side alleys between each building for the most part. So once he gets back there, he's, Pretty much scot-free. Okay. Uh, well, I think then at that point, Madame L would would see that she's not going to convince the guards to stop, and I don't think it's worth her time to bribe them. So I think she would just say, well, carry on then, if, if you must, but you're certainly making a commotion here in, in front of this fine establishment. So, so, sir, why don't you come inside and we'll compose yourself, and these, these excellent guards will surely return your dagger to you. I am absolutely confident in their ability and and he goes my mistress gave me that dagger <laughs> you know when your mistress gives you the dagger <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> haven't we all been there before come now co- come inside sir and he goes well if you insist 
And, uh, yeah, so we will once again just hold your action essential. Well, technically the persuasion is supposed to be an action, but I verbal skills I don't super care on unless you're doing physical things to mm -hmm. reinforce them, essentially. So we will hold your action go to Soren. You heard so, gunfire? Yes, go ahead. Okay, so I heard gunfire yes. definitely outside. Essentially what I'm trying to do is get onto the roof. Okay. The second floor windows, mm -hmm. are they like the type where there's like a little alcove and then like a little area I could climb out on? Or is there like an attic or something that leads to other windows? Your passive investigation is like what, an 18? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you definitely see towards the back of this hallway, there mm -hmm. seems to be one of those uh, trap doors on the ceiling, you know, the one with the pull string that you pull it down, drops a ladder, you can get up there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, whether that leads directly up to the roof or more likely into a small sort of antechamber and then onto the roof for repairs and stuff, mm -hmm. uh, who knows, but you'd have to dash over there and pop it open. Okay, that's what I want to do. Okay. Yeah, you get up there, uh, it is... Like I mentioned, sort of a small antechamber at the top of the ladder, and mm -hmm. there is another door uh, that whenever you pop it open, there's just a bolt across the door. You pop that, and you are able to access the roof. Hell yeah. Can I roll a perception check, see what's going on? I know I heard gunfire. I'm looking. Yep. I'm trying to get a good vantage point so I can see the whole scene, like see all the alleyways and stuff and try to figure out what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I did so bad. Mm-hmm. I did so bad. Mm -hmm. Perception. That's a four. Yeah, you uh, step out of the doorway, and right as you're doing so, it seems like the black powder smoke from the blunderbusses is rising directly into your face. <laughs> and you can okay. see some <laughs> alleyways for sure, and some other rooftops and buildings around you, and the main street, which is as bustling as ever. It seems like people are far less worried about this gunfire than they should be. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. Okay, then I guess I just like lay down to try to kind of keep a low profile and wait until I can see what's going on. Cool, you are now prone. <laughs> Benny, you see Matilda. She runs over to one of the windows real quick and peeks out for a second. And she goes, motherfuckers. And then she turns to you and goes, Benny. Yes? Get the lockbox. Okay, okay. It's under the bar. And uh, grab the flamethrower, too. The, the flamethrower? <laughs> yeah, big metal thing on the wall. Bring it over yeah, to I me. I know what it is. I, are, you, are you sure? There's only two ways to deal with Belial's boys. You burn them or you pay them off. We're going to go with the second one first. <laughs> God, Matt, <laughs> Matilda's escalating. Okay, 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 okay. Matilda doesn't like people fucking with her bar. It's her business. <laughs> I'm a small business owner, and cops are not welcome. Exactly. <laughs> um. Well, I guess Finny does as she says. Cool. So uh, she tosses you the key to open up the lockbox, and she steps out with a flamethrower and goes... Hey, that's about enough. And just sprays it into the air. Oh my god. <laughs> and she's going to roll an intimidate check with advantage. Do I see this? Yes, you see a gout of flame shoot up, uh, we'll say right past your nose. <laughs> and the guards 
stop dead in their tracks. The two that were running with their maces out draw their blunderbusses and get a little closer and go, Easy now, we don't want any trouble. And she goes, Now listen, I got 15, no, 20 gold that says you didn't see nothing and you got nothing to do with the green fairy and you won't mess with the green fairy unless it's me calling for you. And they sort of look back and forth and then they look at, uh, Madam L, are you inside now or are you still by the doorway? I, I think when she did that, I think we were moving closer to the doorway and when, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, when Madame L saw Matilda with the flamethrower, she probably like put her hand to her her forehead uh, and sighed. But then when the flamethrower went off, the noble probably like f- toppled over. Cause oh, he went under the table. Okay, outside or inside? Inside. Okay. He dropped to all fours and crawled out, <laughs> or crawled to the nearest table to hide under. Okay. Yeah, I suppose Madame L is probably in the doorway then, kind of watching. The guards turn to you, Madame Ellen, just sort of give you the, well, is everything cool? Um, what, what was the, do you have a name for the noble? Sure, I can come up with one real quick. Leslie. Leslie, I like <clears throat> Leslie. His name can be Leslie, sure. Oh, yes, everything is quite all right. I'll take care of dear Leslie and make sure that he doesn't miss his dagger one bit. Okay, well, you, you say so, ma'am. And he walks a little closer. At this point, they've all sort of, they're aiming their guns down and, you know, sort of put them to the side. He approaches uh, Matilda and goes, so, uh, 20 gold then? Make it 25. And she just sort of spits on the ground and goes, get the fuck out of my bar. And throws the gold in his face and goes back inside. And takes the lockbox from me, Finny, locks it, slams it back down under the bar, and uh, goes back to what she was doing. Keeps cleaning the glasses. And the guards leave, and Leslie goes, But what about my dagger? He's still quite disheveled. Uh, I think Madame L would kind of usher him over to her booth to try to get him to compose himself and usher up her rapport. But as she did, I think she would say, Maddie, dear, did you did you see where that charming gentleman went earlier? Yeah, he uh, ran up the stairs or something. Real wet fella. <laughs> I don't know. I should probably go check on him. I don't want him having a heart attack up on the stairwell or something. I think before, before she goes upstairs... Everyone's become vaguely... Jersey-ish, and I don't know what it is, but I'm just going to roll with it. Helveteer is apparently New Jersey. <laughs> sounds, sounds right. But I think before she goes up the stairs, well, fin- Finney's, like, hiding behind the bar counter. Mm-hmm. And, Horn sticking above it slightly. Yes, yes. Um, And I think he, like, kind of, like, tugs on her clothes and is like, Hey, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you and I are going to talk later, kid. But here, and then Finny pulls out of the recently stolen coin purse the gold to replace the gold that she had to give the the uh, the cops. She takes it and looks at it and opens up the pouch and pulls out two gold pieces and hands them back to you and says, you need this more than me, but thanks, kid. And she dumps the rest into her lockbox. 
and then... You need it more than me, but I'm keeping most of it. <laughs> well, two gold pieces will get you pretty far for an urchin. That's true. She's pragmatic, but she's got a decent heart. It's yeah. fine. Are you a good person? <laughs> <laughs> so she, uh, yeah, she goes around the bar and starts heading up your way, Soren. You hear footsteps oh. on the stairs. Did I see everything that went down? Uh, you definitely saw a flamethrower, and you heard something tinkling on the ground, and mm-hmm. uh, it seemed like everything had been resolved. Okay, and I did I, like, I'm assuming I saw the kids that were running get away? Uh, yeah. I mean, they pretty much, a good, oh, 50 feet or so away from the bar, it started to blend into the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not an empty street by any means, mm-hmm. but there's usually just sort of an a more open area through here because there's not really stalls or anything. Like, they don't set up in front of taverns and stuff. It's just bad etiquette, so. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide whether or not Soren would prefer to have this interaction or just jump off the roof. Fair enough. I guess at the very least, I definitely stand up. I was laying down. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear a very quiet, what the? And then as oh, you're no. standing up and brushing yourself off, you just sort of see a head pop up from the ladder. Mm-hmm. And she goes, hey, whoa, you doing all right? You want to maybe uh, come back down the ladder with me and have something a little stronger than a water? Um, oh, um, oh, 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 my, oh, goodness. This is not what you think it is. Um, I, uh, just came up to get a, uh, breath of fresh air and, uh, just, uh, asse- assess the situation. Um, I'll, uh, I'll come, I'll come back down. Uh, All right, cool. Well, fresh is a relative term, but hope it helps. Uh, anyway, just, you know, close the ladder back up when you come down, okay? Uh, certainly, uh, certainly, ma'am. Absolutely. And she disappears. Okay. Oddly chill with you, but <laughs> you've been a very anxious boy, so. <laughs> I guess she doesn't know that I'll be fine. Nope. So you seem to be to having be f- the worst day of your life. You immediately ran to the bathroom, came out, acted very weird, and as soon as <laughs> shit started going down, ran to the roof. A lot of curious things going on with you, but... Mm, okay. Okay, then, yeah, I guess I just come back downstairs. Do I note uh, that Madame L is still with Leslie? Yeah. I guess I'll go back and sit at the bar again and wait. Seems like Leslie's chugging something, and he slams it down with an... ah, And dabs it as uh, the corners of his eyes with a mm-hmm. very fine silken handkerchief. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can I, uh, is Matilda still, is Matilda Matilda behind the bar again? No, she is gone, and, uh, well, no, you never saw Finny, never mind. She is gone, but you do hear, uh, some raised voices coming from the kitchen. Oh, okay. Oh, are we still in initiative order, or are we out? No, we're out of initiative at this point. Everything's chill enough. enough. I think at this point, Madame L has probably consoled Leslie. Leslie, sir, um, I understand this has been a, a stressful time for you. And I'm, I'm sure those guards, the excellent specimens of guardship that they were, will hunt down that dagger for you. Why don't you go home or perhaps go to your mistress and, and, and try to relax? You know what? 
I think I do deserve a massage. You're right. <laughs> and he grabs his pants and hikes them up and walks out the door holding his pants. <laughs> humming a jaunty little tune. Okay, we've got, got rid um, of Leslie. Mm-hmm. He's gone. I assume Finny's still behind the counter hiding. No, Finny's in the kitchen with Matilda. Oh, great, great. Okay. <laughs> You're having the talk. I'm getting yelled at. Cool. Mm-hmm. But now, Finny, <laughs> listen. Yes. I know you got to do what you got to do. They, they said that we you needed. Know? They said that we needed to do it because, well, they said for their their. <laughs> it was that damn tunnel, wasn't he? Their little, their little tummies. That's what they said. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> their little tummies. Uh huh. I, yeah. I thought, well, I, they made me help them, and, and they're Yeah, my well, that's Tonald's favorite. You know, two weeks ago, he was in here trying to steal a bottle of scotch out from under the counter. Said that it was for, and I quote, his whittle <laughs> tummy. <laughs> Sound familiar? Well, I think he has a stomach issue. Those are bad kids, but, Finny. Uh, okay. You know, if you need work, you can always come here. If you need food, you can always come here. But I won't have you stealing outside my establishment. You understand? I know. I'm sorry. What we're going to do for you to pay me back the rest of the way, you're going to work the bar for a couple hours, okay? Okay, okay, I'll do it. Make some sales, maybe see if Madame L needs anything. And, uh... Give some Xanax to that guy at the bar. <laughs> we'll see about getting you some dinner. <laughs> All right, let's get back out there, okay? Okay, okay. Okay, yeah, you guys can go back out to the bar. Uh, I'd imagine that it, Matilda probably sends you down to the cellar to pull up a couple more bottles of wine, maybe refresh some of the ciders and get them brought up. Just general, you know, busy work. Oh, wait, so does Finny show up behind the bar? Yeah. Matilda's actually working the bar. Uh, Finny's just sort of cleaning. Like bar back? Yeah. I don't know what that is, but sure. I think I will um, take you up on that stronger drink, Matilda. Sure, kid. What will it be? Um, do you, do you have anything that is um, uh, sort of a non-intoxicating in... Toxicant. Finny looks up, looks up at him like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? I think Madame L would come up beside him uh, and and take a seat and say, Oh, oh you are you are very close. Hello. For God's sakes, Maddie, just get him the house drink. <laughs> Coming right up. She, uh, hmm. What will the house drink the green fairy be? Pickle juice and absinthe and a green glass. There we oh go. Oh my God. Oh, gross. <laughs> Are you? Tr- <laughs> that makes me feel sick. It should. It's an old goblin recipe. Give it a try. Oh, you'll like that one. I'm not supposed to know what that tastes like. And Matilda kind of gives you the side eye, Finny. I mean, I've never had that in my life. Not, not once. Yeah, yeah, kid. <laughs> no, I don't know what. I don't know what that is. What's alcohol? I, I, I don't know. I, I'm precious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm innocent. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, uh, Matilda, uh, I see you have a new assistant. I guess I just kind of, like, nod my head and, like, just a polite, like, informal little, like, bow. Um, uh, Soren, uh, pleasure to meet you. Hi, 
Hi, nice to meet you. Uh, my name's Finnegan, but you can call me Finny. That's what everyone calls me. Absolutely, Finny. How about that house special? Coming right up. Make that too, Finny. Okie dokie, thanks, madam. <laughs> Sorry, I got you in trouble earlier. Oh, uh, well, we're going to have a talk later. You really need to... You too? <laughs> <laughs> Matilda already gave me the talk. A different talk. A different talk? Finnegan. What we, does that mean? We really need to get you to understand the finer, more nuanced takes on, what should we call this, um, etiquette. Finny looks down at his <laughs> his tattered clothes <laughs> covered in mm. dirt, and he goes, yeah. Fancy lady business. Okay, sure. And Finny, you hear from your pocket. And you know, of course, that that's Wallace saying that you're going to have a talk with her. <laughs> Wallace! Tonoth then peers over the window and goes, We're going to have to have a talk with you about a little tummy. <laughs> Not your little tummy, too. <laughs> uh, I, guess, I guess I'm just, like, sniffing my drink and, like, kind of wincing. I promise you'll like it. It's really good. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's good stuff. And Matilda takes hers and throws it back in one shot, and you just see her, like, <laughs> jaw sort of clinch, and she <laughs> squints her eyes really hard and goes, <clears throat> Yep, that's the house drink. May I, um, if it's not too much to ask, um, do you have any straws? Sure, uh, and reaches <laughs> under the bar and pulls out a metal short straw for you. You know, oh, gotta cool. save the environment and all. Ah, mm, thank you very much. <laughs> save the turtles! <laughs> so I put the, the straw into my drink and then do that thing where you put your finger over the top of it so mm. you just get, like, a tiny little bit in there and I just sort of, like, you know, lift it up and then sort of lower the entire straw into my throat and then lift my fingers so I don't have to taste it. Whoa, cool. Uh, <laughs> weird. Well, Mr. Uh, Soren, was it? Uh, yes, uh, that was me. Before we were so uh, rudely interrupted, mm. and she looks at Finny. Sorry. I, I was beginning to get the feeling that the conversation that we were having would be one best held in private. Would you say so? I would, yes. Well then, if it pleases you, I have personal quarters upstairs. Of course, madam. Right this way. Um, yeah, I get up and follow her. I do not take my drink with me. <laughs> and Matilda just sort of looks at it and then looks after you. And uh, turns to Finney and goes, Why don't you... Uh, Come help me uh, get some stock from the cellar. Looks pretty dead in here, and I don't think we'll have customers for another hour or so. Want to have a talk with you. Another talk? Talk part two. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. And I, I follow her. And I guess this would be a good time, because I haven't really described them yet. Finny is a small 13-year-old satyr, but as we discussed in episode zero, doesn't know that he is a satyr, but he has gray ram horns and black goat legs and curly black hair and is dressed in raggedy Victorian children's clothing, and Wallace is his uh, undead skeletal rat. Cool. She goes over and locks the door, bars it, and then heads towards the basement, or cellar, as it were. She directs you to go ahead and grab a cask, one end of a cask, and 
help her carry it up, and she goes, Now, kid, listen. You seem like a nice kid in a rough situation, but you gotta stop with this. The thieving and pickpocketing. We'll tell you a story about my sister, Jafia. You know, we had a we had a rough upbringing, rough life, but, well, she decided to, uh, well, didn't decide, just happened to fall in with the wrong crowd, and Jafia didn't make it to 18, and I'm still here. You catch my meaning? I get it, but they all, they're the only ones that, they're my friends, and I don't know, I, I feel like I have to help them, and they're they're even worse off than me. I, at least, I have a mom. But none of them have moms or dads or anything. So, I feel like I have to help them. Yeah, well, Helvetia's a rough city, and, uh, if they need help, they can always come here. Like I always say, we're all the same station here. If they want to do some honest work, and get a meal, and a place to sleep... They can always come to me. Whenever I tell them that, they stick out their tongues and go, Bleh. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> you can't mess with the guards around here, kid. Doesn't matter if you're 15 or 50. They'll cave your head in. Those belly boys are weak. Yeah, you say that, but, uh... Well, I'm faster than any of them. Even Wallace knows that. You're faster most of the time. But they only need to be faster once. I know. Well, I'll I'll try and tell them again, but I don't know if they'll listen to me, and I don't have any other friends. Nobody around here really talks to me. Yeah, well, uh, you know, the weirdo with the straw and Madame L seem to have talked to you, so... Yeah, but they're... they're old. And, you know, she looks at you through the wrinkles on her face and the scarred eye and goes, old? Really? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, old to me. I don't know. <laughs> Decrepit, near death, dying, so ancient, couldn't possibly, life slips away. <laughs> and she goes, why don't you uh, step into the kitchen and grab us some food, and once we're done eating, go ahead and bring them something, too. Okay, I will. I mean, I guess they seem pretty okay, but Madame L wants me to be a fancy boy, and I... I don't think she understands. That's not, not how the cool kids work these days. <laughs> well, you know, what's being cool is surviving. And there's a more you know banner that flies across the screen. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we can go ahead and cut to uh, Madame L and Soren. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, as we're going upstairs and down that hallway, uh, you had mentioned a open door. Would I have known like who was staying in that room? Yeah, it was just a random person staying for the night. Seems like maybe they just left the door ajar whenever they were, or after they had checked out in the morning or something. Okay. So as, as we're, we're walking down this hallway, Madame L would kind of make small talk with Soren and say, Well, Mr. Soren, I, I take it you didn't like the house special. Oh, um, uh, very, very low tolerance. Um, uh, I wouldn't want to offend. It was, uh, not, not to my taste, and, um, 
I... Oh, we don't need to mince words, and It was quite possibly the strangest drink produced on, on this particular plane. I don't, uh... uh <laughs> it's not good for the uh, Constitution. Um, I, I don't... I don't drink much. Mm-hmm. Well, and we get to the door, and she kind of produces a key. I was thinking the last door on the right. Yeah. And she kind of waves it in your face and say, well, it has shock value. It's an interesting thing. Back when Matilda first made that drink, well, well, it was a laughing stock of the entire court of opulence. I see. But then it got people talking. How many of these bizarre, awful drinks can you down before you're face down in the gutter? And then it got people, I suppose, familiar with it. There's a lot of power in familiarity and expectations, I suppose. And then she unlocks the door and, and welcomes you in. And mm-hmm. the, the room is on the front of the bar, so there's windows, but they're kind of covered with um, like sheer blue and purple fabric. So it's very... Uh, oh, thank God. <laughs> a lot of uh, uh, ambient mood lighting, I suppose. Mm-hmm. In the center of the room, there is a table. The table has two chairs and a crystal ball in the middle. Ooh. There's not really, I don't think there's a closet, but there are just racks of clothing along the right side of the room. And mm-hmm. at the far end, there's a bed in the corner. And against the wall, there is a big ornate vanity. Mm-hmm. And Madame L says, please, Mr. Soren, would you have a seat? Um, I, uh, I would, however, uh, I do not mean to intrude, but as you may have noted, there is a significant amount of risk with the conversation we are about to have, and I would like to take a few precautions, if I may. What precautions exactly do you, uh, recommend? Is this floor empty? Yes, I would say so. And the windows? There's no one outside? It's the second floor, so no. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, I guess. Do you have a peek anyway? Yeah. Like, peek my, like, hold the curtain back with my face away from it and, like, look out to make sure there's nobody, I don't know, fucking floating out there. <laughs> there is no one floating out there. <laughs> this is As D&D. It's about noon, so. Nobody, nobody flo- floats before five o'clock. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I kind of want to check the, like, the perimeter of the room, um, and just, like, knock on the walls and make sure there's nothing sus going on. Mr. Soren, I can assure you, everything that you're doing right now, I've already done. Uh, Of course. (laughs) I very much value my own personal privacy. Of course. In, in that, we, we agree. In, in that case, um, I, I will sit. So as Soren sits down, Madame L will kind of reach over to the crystal ball and and close her Mm -hmm. eyes and say, I should think that we need a little bit more lighting in here. And the crystal Uh, ball glows and you kind of hear a rustling in the vanity. Oh, I jump. (laughs) And a matchstick lights and hovers across the room and uh, lights some candles on the table. Pardon me, Madame. I, uh, you'll just... I would appreciate um, a little warning. As you can see, um, I'm in a bit of a state at the moment. Oh, my apologies. I suppose in any circumstances that would be 
somewhat alarming. Can I make an arcana check to see if she's actually casting magic or if this is parlor trick bullshit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> arcana or arcanta? Thirteen. You reckon that... I'm pretty sure the spell is Unseen Servant. You reckon it's some sort of base magic. Okay. Uh, a match floating. You don't happen to see a string or anything, so... Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yes, just, it's just probably peeping. real magic. <clears throat> okay, just checking, you know. As Soren kind of composes himself, I think Madame Owl will kind of turn her attention away from him and to the vanity, and she'll take off her hat and sit down at the vanity and say, um, well, after a long day, I... I need to freshen up a bit. So again, you see like items on the desk kind of start to float around her and uh, like a powder, uh, what are those called? Like a powder puff. Is that what they are? Mm -hmm. Um, Starts patting her and um, you see some some unseen force starts kind of messing around with her hair. Mm -hmm. And she says to Soren, now Soren, Mr. Soren. Yes. Uh, Yes, Madam L. Tell me exactly, what has brought you here? A grave misunderstanding is what has brought me here. And at this point, there is a knock on the door. Finny, do you say anything when you're knocking on the door or just sort of... I've got some food. Do you guys want any food? You hear bony scrabbling on the door. (laughs) (laughs) Wallace, that's not polite. Wallace. Sorry, Wallace is trying to get in. Do you guys... Do you want do you want any of this? It's really good. It's like some like I I, I don't know what this is. Like chicken something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that uh depends. Um Ah uh, yes, the famous is... dish of the green fairy, chicken something. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Finny doesn't really Finny eats mostly just no, like, scraps and stuff. So I don't think Finny would know what the dish no. is called. <laughs> I would uh, I think Madam I would probably say Finnegan, uh, if you could put that in the kitchen, we'll we'll be right down. Okay, it's gonna get cold, but sure, I'll, I'll do that. And then I think uh, Finny picks up Wallace and is like, "We can sneak a little bit of this, don't you worry." A grave misunderstanding, you said. Uh, yes. Um, my employer believes me to be someone that I am not. Your employer. Uh, uh, yes, um, Dark Lord Vanister, of under the service of Mammon. And as you say that, you feel your heart not just twinge, but feel like it's being gripped. Right as you get into the middle of Vanas. <coughs> uh, uh, pardon me. <clears throat> Yeah, as you as you are coughing, Madam L is also coughing. Um, (laughs) I don't know if you'd perceive uh, her because you can only see her in the mirror at this point. But she would say, "Ah, I, I catch your meaning." And based on how do I say your reaction to that word, I suppose you signed some kind of infernal contract with the Dark Lord. Much to my dismay, yes. Um, I was not given another option, and unfortunately, I have no idea what I signed. I don't know the parameters. Evidently, um, I can't directly speak, um, the name of the individual, shall we say, that I signed the 
contract with, um, and its contents are a complete mystery to me. Uh, I was tasked. Um, you feel that hand tightening. <laughs> <clears throat> I was given a task. Um, evidently, I can also not speak about the nature of the task. However, I believe you could infer from my presence here and my current state a little about the nature of it. I suppose that I can infer. You said you didn't you didn't read the contract. I cannot. No. Um it was not written in a language that I know. I see. My my concern is, um, Madam L, that I do not know what happens if I fail this. And I, I would understand if you had concerns about my presence here, considering the unknown factors involved, but I, I don't have any other choice. Oh no, it sounds like you're going to try and assassinate <laughs> Well, this is well. This is actually my next question. Well, my only question for you. Y- yes, madam. Were you tasked in any way with harming me physically? No, madam. Hmm. Well, this is not a particularly favorable situation. No, madam. It is not. I can say with certainty. That if you had not been sent, somebody else would. And I much prefer to, how do I say, to deal with someone such as yourself, as opposed to the other riffraff that the Dark Lord could have sent. So, for the time being, it seems that it would be in the best of our interests to put on something of a facade, as it were. Certainly. Until we can figure out a way to fulfill your contract without compromising my position, I will permit you to remain in my proximity. Thank you, madam. But, (laughs) should I at any point sense anything untoward, I will certainly have to take action that will not be favorable for you. I understand that, madam. Um, And in... A show of good faith. So I reach my hand uh, into my left boot and pull out a dagger and set it on the table. And then I reach into my right boot and pull out a dagger and set it on the table. And then I reach around to my belt in the back and pull out a dagger (laughs) and set it on the table. (laughs) And then I start taking pieces of a disassembled light crossbow out of my pant legs and setting them on the table. You should be aware. Um, I'm a very cautious person. I thought it would be uh, better to inform you now that I am at all times armed. Well. (laughs) I suppose the Dark Lord wasn't absolutely mistaken about your character mm, but perhaps uh, that will come in handy yes um another thing madam as another um yes i i do apologize and it has been you have been um 
incredibly gracious about this entire unpleasantness. However, it appears that I also find myself recently unemployed. Are you in need of any services I may be able to provide? If you need anyone to keep your books and ledgers, um, I have a fair amount of experience in that domain. <laughs> as far as any other actionable skills, as you may notice, and I just kind of look at everything strewn on the table, I guess. I am a cautious person. Is that how you put it? Is cautious? <laughs> mm-hmm. There are, are certain things that you may be able to help me with, though as of now, I can't see those coming in handy. Tell me, do you have any experience with the arcane? Some. Lately, I have been growing in popularity. Mm. And... With popularity comes critics, I suppose. People who would very much like to disprove my lifestyle, my abilities, the services that I provide to, to my needy clients. I should like to have somebody assist me at my next seance. This would be, of course, a, um, a more backstage sort of position, correct, madam? You could say that. Suspicious? <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't be suspicious. <laughs> I'm trying to decide how much I would disclose at this point. You would pose as an onlooker. Yes, madam. And a critic. Ah, a naysayer. Yes. Non-believer. Yes, and there will uh, surely be... be others there, but your job will be to appear convincing until you are won over by my spiritualist feats. Ah, the old plant in the audience trick. <laughs> this is a problem! I'm a very bad liar! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I, I don't uh, mean to presume, madam, but you've never seen me lie. Is there any other potential aid I might be able to offer you? As I mentioned, I do have some arcane training. Is there any way I may be able to use that instead? I, it is not safe for me to draw attention to myself. Um, uh, here, uh, I, this may be of use to you. Let me show you. Oh yeah, sure. What do I want to cast? What do I want to cast? Oh, these are all offensive spells, huh? <laughs> Do you not just have, like, Mage Hand or something? Oh, no, I did not take Mage Hand. Do you have Prestidigitation? No. Nope. <laughs> you have to cast something now. <laughs> I know! You have Featherfall. I jump out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Will this help you? <laughs> Bye! Um. If you want to show off some sort of magical prowess without actively damaging something, you can. Uh -huh. It's not a big okay. deal. Okay. Um, I'm trying For to example, think. if you have, I don't know, chill touch, you could make a floating skeletal hand and then make it disappear. Not a big deal. Yeah, then that's what I do. Oh, did you bring your drink upstairs with you? Yes. Okay, then I'm just going to chill touch your drink, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if you just stir it with a skeletal 
floating hand and then make the hand disappear. Yeah, I'll summon a skeletal hand. Um, uh, do not, do not be alarmed. I'm just gonna cool that down a touch for you if you don't mind and like just stick the skeleton finger in there and swirl it around a little bit until it starts to get frosty and then dismiss the spell. I think Madame L <laughs> will take a sip of her drink and say, hmm, that seems to be an improvement in the flavor. And then <laughs> she waves her hand and you kind of see something hovering beside you. Mm-hmm. And it touches your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't feel it, but it's also a skeletal hand. Mm-hmm. If you surprise me with a magic hand, um, guess what? There was another dagger. <laughs> 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 and I probably immediately throw it at the hand. <laughs> Roll to attack, don't get a one. Okay. <laughs> That's a 16. Oh, yeah, you're fine. Where was the dagger hidden, may I ask? Oh, that's right. So two boots, back belt pocket, or like back back of belt, probably in my waistcoat pocket. Mm-hmm. And it slinks right through the hand and embeds itself in the ceiling. <laughs> oh, ah, mm, m- madam, uh, pardon me. Well, um, I do apologize. Uh, you caught me a little off guard there. Well. Uh, just let me, um, I'll, I'll, I'll collect, I'll collect that um and i like i just like stand up and start pulling on it to try to get it out of the ceiling Mm -hmm. it pops out no problem uh uh, um you just surprised me madam that is all i i did not mean any offense well aren't we just full of surprises today but as you can see i have the floating hands covered so my (laughs) offer stands you can either take it or leave it. Oh, man, I'm getting a lot of deals. I don't really get any choice <laughs> no. today, huh? It's um, Soren's really big, very bad day. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will give you a cautionary yes, and as I have already signed a deal that I had no say in, may we discuss terms at a later time before I fully commit. I suppose that that we can speak on the terms later. Handshake. Handshake deal, right? No. I'm not signing anything. Yes. A handshake is is just fine. And Madame L will stand up and she's been done up now by her Mm -hmm. unseen servant. She picks up another veiled hat and she puts Mm -hmm. it on and then walks over and reaches down to shake your hand. Oh, okay. I shake your hand. It's cold and clammy. You have a glove on though, don't you? Oh yeah, that's right. But my glove's probably unfortunately also a little damp. (laughs) Is it a strong handshake or just limp? Oh no, it's a strong handshake. Okay. Ah, uh, uh, in that case, um, would you like to head back downstairs, perhaps get, uh, something to eat? Yes, yes, I am, am famished. And I think we'll he- nope. head downstairs. Cool. Yeah, you guys head back downstairs, and, uh, Matilda is behind the bar again, just sort of doing her thing, cleaning glasses and what have you, and at one of the tables is what seems to be two place settings of... <laughs> decently picked over uh, <laughs> chicken and potatoes. Finny and Wallace are hiding underneath the uh, the table, picking at the scraps of the food that we have um, stolen from the plates. <laughs> and uh, Matilda goes, 
Hey, Finny, get it, get out from under there, kid. You can sit at the table like the rest of them. Yes, yes, yes. Table manners. Yes, I know those. That's right, kid. We worked on those. Uh-huh. Remember. Yes. No elbows on the table. No elbows on the and table. And also, Napkin on no the lap. rat on the table. Okay. <laughs> no rat on the... Well, he's he's just like any one of us. Why doesn't he get to be Kid, he's not people. Well, well that's just rude. <laughs> Can I see Wallace? Yeah, he's on my shoulder. Who is your friend there? Oh, this is Wallace. Pleasure to meet you, Wallace. Uh, I put out my gloved finger for them to sniff. He sniffs and then he does a little nibble. It doesn't hurt. No, it's just nibble. a little nibble. Like a little oh, kiss. Thank you very much. <laughs> it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Wallace. Uh, that is a very interesting friend you have there, Finny. Mm-hmm. Where did you happen to meet? Well, uh, places. You don't have to say if you don't want to. Uh, we all have secrets. <laughs> May I have another drink, please? Yeah, she uh, pops the top off a bottle of gin and pulls out a pipette and gets oh. the tiniest bit. Oh, my goodness. And puts it in a rocks glass and then just fills the rest with water and there says, uh, there you go, I guess. <laughs> Much appreciated, thank you very much. Now, uh, I'm sure Matilda has already told you, Finny, um, but a word of advice. Don't mess with the guards. I know, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) And he kind of like stamps his foot. His hoof. Yes, his hoof. Sorry, pardon me. (laughs) Um, I'm going to like lean over and say, I'm not telling you not to steal. I'm telling you not to get caught. Oh, Infinity does a big wink. <laughs> hey, give me a quick stealth check because, uh, <laughs> yeah, because Matilda will have something to say if she hears that. <laughs> okay. Fuck, I got like a fucking, I don't know, shit in 11. I got a nat 20 on hearing that. <laughs> oh, no! Uh, yeah, she got a nat 20 as no! well. <laughs> Damn it! I think. And Damn it! I think Madame L would would anticipate this a little bit and say, "Oh, the etiquette lessons that we talked about earlier. I see that Soren is already starting them." Yeah. Hey, Soren, <laughs> stealing is not a good idea. Right, 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 right. There was a whole conversation. Clearly, you were upstairs and didn't hear it, but of course, it's stealing not. Stealing only leads to death. <laughs> stealing is against the law. Mm. Let's leave it at that. The law is great. <laughs> you got it, Well, Whoa, hold on now. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. What, you guys are just confusing me. Oh, you're confusing the poor child. Come, come, <laughs> come sit down, Finnegan. We'll, we'll speak on this. Okay. And Finny sits down. Elbows off the table, Finnegan. Uh, elbows off the table. Very good. <laughs> I look down because my elbows are on the table. <laughs> Elbows off the table, Soren. Set a good example for the kid. Of course. Thank you very much, Matilda. Now, um, stealing is bad. Stealing is bad. But if you can get somebody to give you something, Uh, it's not stealing. Oh, manipulation is good. No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Listen, I'm going to go into the kitchen and start getting things ready for dinner. I didn't hear any of this, okay? (laughs) I look at Wallace and I say... I think these people are kind of mixed up. This is why I think adults 
really, really just don't understand the world. We don't say manipulation. Okay, we lie. No. No, no, we don't. <laughs> oh, goodness. And she, she puts her, her hand on her temple, I suppose. Finnegan, you are, well, you're a strange-looking child, but I suppose you're kind of cute. Wow. I look at you so... I can't believe you just... <laughs> like, this whole time you're talking, I'm, like, looking at you and then looking at Finny and looking at you and then looking at Finny and then looking at you when you say he looks fucked up. <laughs> I said cute. Like, you didn't... <laughs> like, you're fucked up, but, like, cute, though. <laughs> this is how Madam El... <laughs> she doesn't know how to compliment people. <laughs> I've noticed! <laughs> you could use this to your advantage. You don't have to go about stealing. Okay. You simply have to be the, the the cute little orphan child. Okay. So, like, be cute, get money, right? Exactly, precisely. Okay, okay. You know, I have been looking for an assistant... An assistant? Uh, I, <clears throat> sorry, L. I... Someone who, who would who would kind of work behind the scenes. Somebody who who wouldn't draw much attention, but would be <clears throat> be the pinnacle of, of innocence. Innocence. Uh-huh. And I believe a child would be perfect for this role. You could get some experience and, and assist me. I think this is a good... Opportunity, Finny. I know we've just met, but you seem like a bright person, and I am as pretty I will... smart. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, um, you're right. <laughs> uh, I will also be under the employ of Madame L. I would be pleased to work with you. It would give you the opportunity to uh, get some professional experience and also keep your head down. Well, I guess Matilda did tell me that I needed to make new friends. And I thought you guys were kind of old. But... Madam Elf stopped smiling. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Finny, um, Wallace is quite old, is he not? Wallace chitters in agreement. For a rat, that is. Well, hmm. Finny looks at Wallace on his shoulder, rotting. Decaying, mm -hmm. flesh and fur, falling from bones, mm -hmm. and says, Well, I guess you're right. Wallace is like 200 years old, so... Um, Can I do a perception check? God damn! A, a, a smell check right now? A smell check. I would say most of the flesh is desiccated. Yeah, he's like... Okay, not it's, actively it's rotting. Kind of like mummified. Musty. You know how like when there's bones, but then the skin gets dried and mummified on top of the bones? It's kind of mm. like that, but like there's holes in his body and stuff. So when he eats, the stuff falls out of his his body. <laughs> I would say mm -hmm. currently he smells a bit like chicken and potatoes. Yeah, yeah, we were just <laughs> eating those. So yeah, <laughs> partying down. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess you guys are kind of cool. Like Madame L is like pretty popular and fancy and rich and stuff. And Soren, I don't know you at all, but uh, I guess if you're with Madame L, then you must be cool, huh? Isn't it funny how that works? Yes. It just does. 
I look at Wallace and I say, what do you think? What do you, what do you think? You're the smart, smarter one here. Like, you're very smart. You see, he shrugs a little bit and uh, chitters and then makes eye contact with Soren. Mm-hmm. And... With his uh, white, beady white eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And his stare seems to convey agelessness <laughs> of a sort. And then he turns back to you, Finny, and chitters a little bit more and nods once. Okay. Well, Wallace says yes. So I say yes. Very good. Then we are all on board, yes? It seems to be the case. Now, all we need to do is wait. (laughs) (laughs) And you wait, and you wait, and ten years later, no. Um... No, uh, you guys continue with your meal, and probably about 30 minutes after this conversation, Matilda comes out of the back room, and she says, Oh, yeah, uh, L, before all that excitement, uh, had a missive come for you. It's from, uh, some sort of noble. His, uh, his name's Tybalt, I believe. And, uh, she hands you a folded envelope with a wax seal that is... Black wax, and the seal is a large V with what seems to be an emblem of a plum in the center of it. Mm. And you break the seal, and it reads, Dearest Madam L, I have need of your particular brand of services. A specter most grim has been haunting my abode, terrifying my poor darlings and upsetting the help most fiercely. For weeks, things have been where they shouldn't, Fires have lit themselves in the study, and I could swear I've seen someone else in the mirror when gazing upon my own reflection. Please come post-haste. You will be rewarded handsomely. Yours, Lord Tybalt Vanderplume, Undersecretary to the Secretary of his Dark Lord of Despater, Duke of Trade. everyone see here and bug thanks for listening to our first proper episode we hope you'll stick around for more if you'd like to stay up to date on our release schedule or maybe check out some character designs and music you can follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at all necromancers you can also find all of those at bit.ly slash all necromancers In the future, we will be using this time at the end of the episode to share news and other ways you can support us. But we'll have time for that in the weeks to come. Yeah, right now, we just want to say thanks for giving us a chance. We'll be back next week, and, well, things are going to get spooky. See you then!